us in the deep. I just hope the bus don't break down again, Danny. I think we got her fixed this time, ever. We're brothers of the road. We've lost all our control. And we won't hang it up for anyone. All right, the Brothers of the Road are back. It is episode Dose. Two. Two. Dose. Last episode, we told you a lot about the stage stop, where it got started, how it got started, who we are, and why we are who we are. Why we got started. Why we got started. Now we're here to tell you some of the crazy road stories. We're getting ready to tell you some tales from the F-250 that power stroke that got us power broke. Oh, it got us power broke, ladies and gentlemen. Big time. Uh, there, well, yeah, we're going to be telling uh, some tales, like Cole said, from the power stroke that broke. Uh, we get asked quite a bit, like questions about like our worst gigs, our craziest stories on the road, and that's kind of like the basis of this podcast. They're hard to answer on demand. Yeah, like you kind of almost have to just get into talking about it, and then it all comes back to you. Think, we, then you start realizing why wow, there's a story here. We've had quite a few shows. We've had a lot of shows. And, We've had a lot of and shows. And a few breakdowns. Probably not as many as Midland, but I we've think had we've, a few shows. I think we've had more breakdowns than we've had shows. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, uh, yeah. So so we're going to talk a lot about our trucks breaking down, our different our different gig rigs. The gig rigs. Should we talk about the Choo Choo Express? Maybe we start with the Choo Choo Express. Actually, before we start with the Choo Choo Express, we want to send a big shout out to Tough Coat for sponsoring the Brothers of the Road podcast uh, out of Bentonville, Arkansas. With over 20 years of experience, they continue to keep a total commitment to customer satisfaction. Tough Coat's the only place to go for your spray-in bed liner, custom tumbler cups, and waterproofing. Go see them, y'all. Toughcoatbentonville.com or give them a ring at 479-715-6039. Cue the intro. You're listening to Brothers of the Road. Our whole life, people have felt like there was something intriguing about our normal. Well, we're here to tell you what our normal is. Life, love, country music, and two brothers traveling on the road together year-round while sharing an airstream together just outside of Nashville. Sit back and enjoy the ride as we take you on a journey throughout the country with the stories from yours truly. The, the Brothers, brothers of, of the road. road. I guess the year was 2017. Yeah, I think probably 2017 we got the Choo Choo Express van. The Choo Choo Express was a party mobile supplied by Mr. Joe Missouri, what, a.k.a. Joe Swopes. What what year was the van? It was like a 90, or no, it was a 2001. Oh, it was a, yeah. It was a 2000. 2001 GMC Savari van that With was, the Choo Choo package. Yeah, it was like a conversion van that was done by, I think the company was called Choo Choo Express. Yeah. And man, this thing had full leather. T- had a TV in it. Yeah. And it had a thing called a switch in it called mood lights, and you could flip this baby on, and it was a party on wheels. It was. It was awesome. It we was. we tore the highway down in this van. We put about a hundred thousand miles on this van pretty in, quickly in a year. We decided to take the show on the road uh, in two thousand. We got the van in twenty seventeen at like the very end of the year. One of the first trip, big trips in it was we took it to Memphis from Nevada. First we went to Arkansas. Then we took it to Memphis because we were up for a Meripolitan Honky Tonk Band of the Year. 
which we saw absolutely no chance of us winning. Shockingly, we won. We did. We were the all of a sudden we're here. We are 2018, the Ameripolitan Hockey Talk Band of the Year, and that that changed the game. We started traveling all over Texas because a lot of the venues that were involved in the Ameripolitan Awards were based out of Texas. So we got our got our start in Texas, and we started putting miles on that van. Uh, I want to talk about the first serious breakdown. We had a fuel pump go out in, um, wait, was it Malibu? Laguna. Laguna. <laughs> Laguna. This was also this was also the first run that our uh, future brother of the road, Caleb, Caleb Mello. Mello, had ever done. He was 17. He, he was 17. And uh, we had our first breakdown. 17-year-olds in the car with us. We're, at the time, 2017, I'm 22. Uh, I hadn't even turned 22 yet. I was 21. Caleb is 17, Matt's a 25-year-old, and we have our bass player with us, Kelly Bishop. And everybody but Caleb is chain-smoking in the choo-choo. Oh. You would have thought it was a choo-choo express because there was smoke rolling out of that. Marlboro Red Smokes. Yeah, we were smoking. Well, and Kelly's Camel Blues. Yeah. We did a lot of smoking in that van, just pretty much hotboxing Caleb out of there. Uh, yeah. We're broke down. We've been sitting on the side of the road since 2 in the morning. Uh, and about five thirty or six. Here. Right. Wait, remember that Caleb started freaking us all out. We really didn't know Caleb. We're talking, yeah. And he got to being like, "Oh, I can, I can feel there's things out there watching us." Yeah, the aliens and stuff. He was talking about aliens, and he was like watching Twilight Zone episodes, and they're like, "Wow, this kid is." We're kind of getting freaked out. Here comes something. a couple highway patrolmen. Uh, they ask us if we're okay. We tell them they yes. thought we had kidnapped Caleb. We, they see Caleb in the back. They're like, are you okay? They point their flashlight and they say, are you, are you okay, young man? He's like, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. I'm fine. So they go, Ricky Speakman, Officer Ricky Speakman of Laguna, New Mexico, pulls up not too long after that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever go through Laguna and you get pulled over by Ricky Speakman, you tell him the Reeves brothers said hello because he did us upright. He was he, a good man. He waited there for the tow truck. We gave him a CD. Uh, and we he went on his way listening to some country music, and then they loaded this <laughs> they loaded the choo-choo on to the tow truck, and they look at Kelly and I and say, hey, man, you know, there's no room in the tow truck, and we can't come back and get you, so maybe y'all should probably you know, hop, in, hop in the van, you know, as it rides on the truck. So Kelly and I said... Oh, okay. Party on. They rode in the Let's van. Let's do it. Yeah, giddy up. They rode in the van to the mechanic shop and down Highway 40. Sh- 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 and sh- sh- for the whole way there, me and Kelly. Just bouncing. <laughs> bouncing. And, and boy, when you're in a thing like that and you're going, you're trying to press the brakes, it's not a safe thing. Ain't no way that was legal. I don't but, think that was legal. But the officer watched him load us up in it. He was just like, giddy up. Whatever it takes. Get the hell off this highway. You've been here all night. Shit gets crazy on Highway 40. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? What are you going to do? We got them Highway 40 blues. Got a group of kids on the road trying to make a living playing country music. He knew there was no, I mean, get in the van if you want to get, if you want to stay with your crew. No. So, yeah, Ricky Speakman, good good people. Yeah, he was was great. We weren't in, uh, we we were in the choo-choo for, I mean, not about a year. Yeah, not as long as it felt like. And then... The it just squatted down to the ground from all of our equipment in it. It didn't have the shockage 
that we needed. No, what was a fifteen hundred? I mean, uh, was, those vans. It was were like a, a little. It was essentially a minivan. Yeah, it was like those vans are built on a fifteen hundred uh, base. I'm pretty sure. And, uh, Bobby Woods, he would laugh every time we pulled into his tow yard. He's like, "Man, you guys, you guys have to upgrade the van. You got to get a van that's got more shop." Now, I would more. like to make note: Bobby Woods had this sick Wonder Lodge Bluebird bus at the same time uh, this was going on, and boy. I thought it was ours, and then Bobby just up and decided they can't be serious. Ain't no way they want this 1980-something Wonder Lodge. He sold it. He sold it, and we were... I had a 1968 Lincoln Continental suicide door, beautiful, about mint condition. I sold this. I sold this car to buy us a 2006 Ford F-250 Lariat Edition four-door white pickup truck i would like to make thing. note that caleb got in this thing and he immediately he made note he caleb kind of had a thing he could foresee future futuristic events and he's like man this is i no just choo-choo. i have a feeling that this ain't good he's like i think you I, I it ain't broke down yet but you might have a lemon i don't remember him saying the lemon part i think he just said i don't think that this is the choo-choo Matt, Matt's Matt's being dramatic on the lemon. Caleb Caleb didn't know enough about cars to be saying that we had a lemon. But I can tell you what it was. It was a damn lemon. I mean, and we milked that thing for all the lemonade we could while we had it. Now, what I will say is, we did not maintain this truck oil wise. I mean, we would run this thing thirteen, fourteen thousand miles without changing the oil, and it was a six O diesel. And you can't do that. The power stroke that broke. Where. We went down. This is what the final deal. You'll hear probably a lot about the power stroke that broke in this podcast. The final put us out of commission was February 14th is Valentine's Day. But in Arizona, February 14th is like the birthday of Arizona. Yeah. And we went down uh, to play a festival. Uh, we played yeah. Flagstaff, Arizona at a place called the What Club Is It? Oh, oh, the museum club. The museum club in Flagstaff. It a not. No it there. wasn't even a gig. There was nobody there. No one was there. I don't remember there being truly in my head. There was I don't like remember 10, there being ten. I remember there being like the sound guy, and maybe an, another employee or something. No, I there, don't remember us having any any crowd. No, there was a girl there that was from Arkansas because I visited with her. And she was from Arkansas, and I know that she was there. And then I remember another couple of couples being there. Yeah, uh, maybe. Anyway, I don't remember them being there. We stayed at a little hotel afterwards. We went on and we played uh, the Dirty Drummer. Yeah, on the birth that was the birthday of Arizona. And the Dirty Drummer is always a damn good time. It is. That's one of those like when people ask for the the best gigs we've done. The Dirty Drummers in in that top ten list. There's always good, great gigs at the uh, at the drummer. So we went down there. We played the Dirty Drummer. Yeah. After that, we had a uh, like a package show with the Rylight Sound and a bunch of other bands. It was a festival at a place called Roadrunners. Tony Martinez River. was there. Tony played. The Rylight Sound played. We played. Uh, I think Bria Burns played. Bria Burns played. Uh, there was Jim Bachman. Oh, Jim. Jim yeah. Bachman played. It was a full-blown festival party rager all day, and we had a lot of time on our hands. Uh, yeah. And I probably had a little too much time on my hands. 
uh, at the time I could I could put down some alcohol pretty pretty good uh, when I wanted to, and and I went I saw a girl after the, after the show. We had played our show and we were going to sit around all day because the Rylight Sound I think needed one of our guitar amps, so. Or like, oh, we'll just hang for the rest of the festival and hang out. And Tony Martinez needed our steel player. Yeah, Tony asked if uh, asked Caleb if he wanted to play. So Caleb was like, yeah, I'll play pedal steel for you. And I told the Larry from Rowlight Sound he could use my guitar amp. So we were going to hang for the rest of the festival, which was what, six, seven hours oh, longer? A long, a long time. We a, were there. It was a long time. We were there long enough for it to start off hot and end up, I was freezing. And I was drunk. And Cole was drunk. I, uh, I compromised my sobriety to to the peak that i could do uh i met a girl who had these really cute bell bottoms on and was wearing a little red bandana all tied up in her hair and it was over for me i said i'm in love and uh i walked over to her i said hey could i buy you a beer and she goes no but i'll buy you a beer and i go all right Hmm. i said you can buy me a beer that's fine because I'm broke at the time. I have no money. We're on the road. I was going to spend my last however much money on buying this lady drinks. And she goes, no, why don't you let me buy you a beer? And I said, well, you're okay. Would you want to dance later? She goes, yeah, come find me. She bought me a beer. I went and found her a little later. And uh, we proceeded to dance. And then I said, why don't, why don't we go somewhere and visit? So we went somewhere and we visited. And she told me like a lot about her life story. Sure. Uh, enough for me to eventually say, you know what? I think you're my soulmate. Which Matt has reminded me of every day of my life since then because it cringed him out. Oh, it didn't just cringe Matt out. I guarantee you if we called up Caleb Mello and Kelly Bishop, that they would be cringed out you as know, well. I don't think Caleb would have been cringed. I think that Caleb would have been like that man was in touch with his heart. I don't think so. I, I disagree do. with you highly on that and i know ross bell would have been grinned out well he was drumming now ross was drumming and he might have been hey should we play him a clip from that day we actually have a a clip yeah let's do it it's my home sweet home well it's a little bitty place on a little bitty street downtown So now you can pretty much see what we were what we were what we were doing that day. Honky tonkins what we do best. We we were uh we were having some fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. I tell this lady by the end of the night, I go, Hey, what's it gonna take to get that red bandana out of your hair? And then, you know, in my truck while we go down the road, because I'd like Cole to at this point in time is probably 60 pounds heftier than he is right now. I am a heavy man. Cole was laying it down Hank Jr. like style. I mean, I'm a heavy, heavy man and I'm a happy, happy man. And he also probably had a Randy Owen hairdo. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I probably had feathered hair at the time. Big high crown hat. And this girl was gorgeous. He's a nasty boy. This girl was absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. I have no idea why she was talking to me. And she says, you know what? You can take my red bandana home with you if I can have your Pearl Snap shirt. And Jeez. I said, oh, 
because uh, this was uh, my favorite shirt. Because this was my favorite shirt. It was made by Drysdale. Uh, Sean Oler had given me this uh, very, very dear friend. In, yeah, Sean, that's what that shirt meant to go. I, you know, I think that Sean would be happy that I sacrificed that shirt for. Oh, I'm sure for that red bandana. So I, you know, I ended in the parking lot. I'm out there staggering around, drunk with my shirt off, and I got, you know, the girl gave me a kiss and a sure. red bandana. If there is anybody listening to this, I mean, way out the odds, would you have traded a shirt and a, for for a bandana and a kiss from the most gorgeous girl at the place? Of course you would. Uh, and your soulmate, obviously, uh, apparently. Yeah, and my soulmate. I mean, yeah. that's what the kind of things that country music does. So we get on the road. I don't have a shirt on. Everybody and is he's drunk. I'm drunk. Everybody's kind of tired of me in the truck at this time. I can remember that feeling of feeling like. Cole just kind of ends up, I feel like he kind of maybe tried to go to sleep. But, but we stopped off in Tucson. We left the gig and we went to Tucson. And, and this we, was after I sent mom a picture of, I sent mom a picture of me and her. That I had te- not a me and my mom, a me and the girl that I had met. And I told mom, I said, I really like this girl. Boy, and that's mom, what booze will do to your friends. And mom was like, Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Leave, leave the, leave, leave that junk alone. And I remember thinking, you know what? My mom's the only person that has my back on this. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Tough Coat, in Bentonville, Arkansas. With over 20 years of experience, they continue to keep a total commitment to customer satisfaction. Tough Coat is the only place to go for your spray-in bed liner, custom tumbler cups, and waterproofing. Go visit toughcoatbentonville.com or call 479-715-6039 and schedule your appointment today. Tell them the Reeves brothers sent you. Cole's not wanting to get off the story of this. I'm I'm going to truck us down the road to the to Benson, Arizona, ladies and gentlemen. We swing by Tucson, Arizona, at a crazy, crazy 1980s hotel, but not a hotel. It's like a resort, like metropolis of a hotel. Like there's waterfalls in this hotel. Yeah, yeah, and every floor is a balcony. Every in every elevator's glass. Uh huh. Oh, I mean, it's like 1980 on steroids. Yeah, it looked like. Like Vegas vacation threw up all over this hotel, and it was cheap. It was like sixty bucks. <laughs> Imagine that. The AC didn't work. We had yeah. to call the AC man. He comes up to the room. What was his name? You got to remember his name. I have a video of him on you, my phone. It's like Ronaldo or something. Oh yeah, because I started telling everybody my name was. It was Ronaldo. Was it Ronaldo? Because that was what I started telling people when we would go to fast food restaurants. When they'd say, what, "What's your name on the order?" I would say Ronaldo. Ronaldo got us up and running. It was it it, it was hot. Ronaldo fixed our AC. Yeah. Yeah, he fixed it. Got her blowing cold. We left that next morning en route to Arkansas. And we're all smiles. I can remember right now, I was posting on Instagram, us trucking through the desert, and I had little Linda Ronstadt. I've been from Tucson to Tucumcari to Hatchapita Honopal. About that time. <laughs> about that time, it's like, Yeah. And all of a sudden, our heat gauge on the truck I mean, it goes from, Ooh. like, 210 to 350 in a matter of seconds. And, what uh, in the world is that do, Higgy? I'm like, hey, yo, Matt, pull it over. So <laughs> I go, Matt, put, Matt, I mean, skids along two lanes of highway, and we park this bad boy, and I get out, and I'm like, I don't know what happened to the truck, but it ain't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. And so I had, through, because of Bobby Woods telling me, you need AAA. I could get us towed to the nearest Napa Auto Parts. 
Well, this is where it all begins. We get out. We, our lower radiator, or lower our lower radiator hose blew. So we get a new lower radiator. Lower radiator hose. That's we, a hard word. Yeah, it's like a lower radiator. Our lower radiator hose blew. We replaced it. We think we're going great. We put coolant back in this bad boy, and we're back on the road for not two minutes. And this thing, the next exit. I mean, it's like breaking down. <laughs> it got. Remember, we pulled into that bar. Uh huh. There was a bar, and we were thirsty. Yeah. I was like, before, listen, before Matt can do anything else. Matt wasn't going to do anything anyway. I got to get a drink. And I pulled in there. I thought, hmm, some bitch. This would be a great place if we had to be stranded here to try to pick up a little side action gig. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what I didn't know is we were fixing to be stranded in Benson, Arizona. We got, I mean, stranded in every way possible. We were the definition of stranded. We... Finally got the truck to a like a auto zone. It was an auto zone. Well, no, yeah. it was an O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's. It was an O'Reilly's. Uh, and but we had given our CD to the people at Napa where we fixed the lower radiator hose. So we'd made friends with them. And a guy came by the O'Reilly's and stopped. And he goes, "Hey, from Napa." He goes, "Hey, man, you guys, what happened?" We're like, "Man, we don't know what's going on with the truck. We we can't get it run. We can't get it to start." Put new batteries in it. We put a new starter in it. We changed a sensor that we thought might be bad. By this time, we were damn near out of money. Oh, God. all the money we had. We had like we had about nine hundred dollars. I remember to our name nine hundred to twelve hundred dollars, and it us. was almost it was almost all gone. Yeah, and uh, and, and the problem wasn't fixed. Nowhere near. I mean, the problem wasn't any better. We uh, no. at, at that point, it's like, what do you do? We've we've stayed at a uh, a motel six, yeah, uh, a studio six. It was a, it was a hotel. It was a hotel motel six. Yeah. It, uh, also, our dear friend Mario Carboni, he drove happened down. to be over in Tombstone, which was about an hour away, and uh-huh. he came down and tried to fix it. Even down so much to the point is he is like, maybe you could use your last nine hundred dollars and buy yourself like a nineteen eighty six Ford LTD, and get you home with that. Instead, because this ain't going nowhere. Yeah, this truck ain't going to make it. Well, I don't know what we did. Finally, well, I just said well, we're leaving the truck. We got it. We're, we're going to have to get, just fly home. Yeah, and I and I call Bobby Woods, and Bobby Woods says, over my dead body, will you leave that damn truck in Arizona? I will send a tow truck driver to Arizona to pick that up before that happens. Well, then we realize that Bobby cannot do that through the laws of his towing company. <laughs> Bobby was making false promises he couldn't do it legally but bobby's like man i guess you know maybe i can just come up with a truck and trailer i don't know you can't leave the truck you got to get the truck at least can you get it at least to laughlin he said can you get it to laughlin nevada which is over the state line which is over the state line he said if you can get this thing into laughlin nevada i'll come get it i said all right i think we can so we get this thing fired bobby said we must have got it no no what happened is we finally did get it going i'm 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 wait Bobby says, as a last thread of hope, change the oil. We change oil. Nothing really changes, but it is running. But every time you let off the gas, it died. You couldn't let off the gas. You had to hold your, to stop, you had to put your brake on while you were revving, continuing to rev the engine. Yeah, if you got to a red light, you just keep your foot on the brake and the gas at the same time and let off when it turns green of the brake. Let off the brake. we trucked it all the way from Benson, Arizona, back to Pahrump, Nevada. Oh, yeah. We didn't have to go to Law Farm. We're like, shit, we'll make it. We drive it. You know, we dr- we'll, we'll make it. We drive it straight to, to a guy named Sean Musselman's house who, uh, by day, 
fixes all the buses for Nye County School District. Yeah, he's a diesel mechanic. He knows what he's doing. He puts this thing on every code scanner he's got. He's like, boys, this truck may be as well good as new. Yeah, I can't Ain't find a, I can't it. find a problem with this truck. And it's and at this point, it, remember, it kind of like all of a sudden it was working. Yeah, until right at the end, and then all of a sudden it goes, clunk, 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 clunk. and we're like, well, right there she is, Sean. And Sean's and like, like, I don't know what the. It didn't read nothing, man. It ain't reading nothing. So he never could get it to read anything. He couldn't get it to read anything. We finally we take it all the way back. We have two blowouts on the way home. If you remember that, we had to stop and change the tire twice. Uh, Cole don't remember anything because Cole left us. No, that was on the way. That was on the way too. Remember when we got right off uh, back uh, that, onto the forty? Yeah, that was from from Phoenix. From Phoenix over back to Nevada, we had two blowouts. Yeah, we did. So we finally, because we called Bobby, we're like, now the truck's just shaking. And he's like, man, I don't know what's going on. We stop, and finally, like, Ke- Kelly's under the truck. And he's like, I don't see nothing hanging. And finally, I lock over, and I said, Kelly, our entire rear passenger side tire is shredded. <laughs> he was like, shit. So we we uh, we stack that truck up. We get our jack out, and we change the tire. Then another tire blew. We finally got it back, and then when I got back, I said, y'all have fun with the truck. I'm flying into Texas, and I'm going to the Ameripolitan Awards 2019 with Kelly Bench. No, 2020. With Kevin Skirla. Yeah, with Kevin Skirla. And so he just, he was like, hey, good luck and Godspeed on you and Kelly and Caleb trying to truck that home, truck and back home, but you're going to drive my truck back home. Everyone was a little pissed at me. Oh, 100%. Because Caleb sent me kind of a harsh letter, like, have fun at the Ameripolitans. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was. We were all in a truck. And, and, but I had been, now I want to let you know, Bobby Wood said, just, just get in the truck and drive her like a bat out of hell until she dies. Now, and I had been planning that trip to the Ameripolitan for a long time with Kevin, but none of us were planning on, you know, the truck breaking down. Right. But you know what? Hey, at the end of the day, nobody else's money was involved in that truck, but mine. So I don't feel that bad because I was the one out of all the money when the truck eventually died. And then I ended up having to sell it for $1,500 for parts. And that was a sad day because I, you know, I lost four thousand bucks. Cole, no, no, we did have money in it. It's a band, it's a unit. Because in Texas, just not the initial money of buying. It, 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 yeah, no, no, the whole band is a unit. Spent probably twice as much trying to fix the truck as the initial cost of the truck. Just nobody else. Had, but had now to buy I will tell. Now I will tell you this. In in Dayton, Texas. This truck also broke down. Oh, well, it broke down in Dayton every, about every time we were there. Yeah, and that was a couple thousand dollars that we had in her in Dayton. Well, it dro- broke down in Dayton the very first trip. A snake got in our pulley, yeah, our, uh, the uh, the alternator pulley, and took it off the alternator. Uh, I don't know what happened, but we did have to leave that truck in Dayton, Texas for a while, and then all of a sudden it magically started running again, remember? And we thought that Pat Skrill had fixed it. Uh, oh, we no, like, that was oh. before the Benson trip yeah i know yeah no i'm just talking about the power stroke that broke right now oh yeah no it it died back in october uh because we'd gone down and played the lonesome rose in san antonio it died in october of 2019 and i we did we all flew from texas we're like this truck will never run again and we spent uh gee we spent what was it 1200 that trip on it yeah 1200 bucks that trip on the truck and the diesel mechanics like man I, I just don't know what's wrong with it sorry so we we left it there and then josh wilson a friend of mine from arkansas he goes i'll take the 10 hour trudge to outside right outside of houston we'll go pick it up and we'll take it to our mechanic out here 
we drop it out of our mechanic. I throw him the keys. I go, man, you you see if you can make it run again. He calls me in two days. He said, dude, I've driven this truck all over the state of Oklahoma and Arkansas, and there ain't a damn thing wrong with it. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, this truck would not start. This episode is getting me all riled up <laughs> because I can't believe we dropped all this money, and every time we'd get in this damn truck, it would not run. But everybody else would get in, and it ran fine. I still don't think I mean, the final result of this truck was they told Cole that the engine had blew. I yeah, think. but then the guy that that bought it from me ended up getting it running. Yeah, and he yeah, told I'm me sure he, he texted me what was wrong with it. He's like, "Yeah, man, this is what was wrong with your truck, and it's running." Yeah, yeah. Until it gets back into your hands, you should say, "Let me cruise around in a day." I'd almost like to buy that truck back. I hope that you would never be that ignorant. That <laughs> truck was a piece. Of, it was a pile of junk. Bobby Woods didn't even want to sell Cole the truck. He's like, "Man, I don't know anything about this truck." He's like, for all I know, you get it down the road and it just breaks down. Well, <laughs> ding, ding, it did. Yeah, but I told Bobby, I said, hey, man, with the amount of money I got to spend, that's I'm going to be taking that gamble anywhere I go. Yeah. And he said, you know what? You're right. If you want to buy this truck, buy it. He sold it. Bobby Cole. already had the truck sold. He did have the truck sold. And he told the people, he's like, man, I'm going to have to keep this truck because a buddy of mine has to have it. Yeah. Yeah, well. So. That's what happened. Uh, that, that was bar none. The worst road story of us was being stranded in Benson, Arizona for the four or five days that we were there. And we called everybody. We called Bobby Woods. Uh, we called Ruben Para. Oh God. Ruben drove down from Oracle, Arizona just to try to see what he could do. Yeah. And help us out. And he paid Mario Carbani. You remember he bought us a room at the motel six cause we yeah. were out of money. We didn't have any money. And, and he's like, man, uh, the least I can do is buy you guys another night here while y'all work on this truck. Yeah, and he did, and he, and then he, uh, and then he drove us back. He followed us out out of uh, Tucson while we yeah. while we were on our maiden voyage in the truck back to Nevada. Yeah, Rube Dog was he was there. That's the, that that was the wildest breakdown story. Uh, we also broke down in that truck up uh, by Tehachapi. The alternator went out. Yeah, we broke down in that truck and and um. Louisiana or Mississippi when the brakes just shredded out. Oh, that was in Louisiana. Louisiana. The brakes went out again uh, when just Kelly and I were trucking it on back to Arkansas on the on the 95 in Las Vegas. Jam-packed traffic. I look at Kelly. I go, Kelly, I'm telling you right now, this truck will not move. The brakes are locked. And Kelly said, and I'm revving it up. And it's going, and I'm in drive. I go, dude, this truck won't move. It's the brakes are jammed. He goes, just keep the just keep the accelerator down to the floor until it breaks loose. And I did, and finally, I mean, it's smoking. It goes pow, and I took off to autos <laughs> in the middle of a traffic jam on the on the 95. Oh, it's a wonder he uh, didn't run through that son of a bitch. I don't know how I got to the autos. I mean, I went off that exit. I'm like, I mean, I hope I don't hit a red light because I can't stop this truck. <laughs> and uh and I didn't I just coasted right into AutoZone and uh that damn power stroke. Yeah, I mean so, I don't remember how I got it stopped. That truck was a terrible truck. We we couldn't keep it We right. got to the point where we kept tool like brake changing <laughs> tools just in the truck. It was like you never know when the remember It was like Mario Grabani when he was like I keep enough stuff on my bus to rebuild it. Remember it when we like, were coming home from from Ridgecrest and the brakes just went oh. caught on fire 
went to sm- yeah, smoke Bobby billowing. Woods had to come out there and uh, and get us in California, in Death Valley. In Death Valley, yeah, you had to send a driver out to pick us up. Yeah, we'd play this gig up in Ridgecrest that uh, it was. It was like a hundred and... It was it was only it should only have been about three hours from Pahrump, Nevada to Ridgecrest. Uh but it was out in the middle of Death Valley and there was nothing between it and, and Ridgecrest. No, and this was like one of those weird roads too where it's like it was known for like take it easy on your Oh, there's signs it's like your oh, turn brakes, your AC off. Turn your AC because off because your car's gonna overheat on this hill. Yeah, you know, you take it easy on your brakes. We're running down, and all of a sudden, Matt goes, we don't have any brakes. Ain't got no brakes. I'm like, find them. You're going to have to find them brakes. I couldn't find them, y'all. I thought that night, I thought for sure. I remember I just, I I remember that whole time I did. I just closed my eyes, and I prayed. I was, I just prayed to to God that we would not get in a car wreck and get killed. Uh, Then y'all had to walk out there in the middle of that desert because there was no cell phone service. Who walked with me? Did anybody walk? It was Kelly, I think. Kelly and I walked together? Yeah, walked miles down in the heat in Death Valley all the way down to that. Nate Piper was with us on that run. Yeah, I bet Kelly walked with me. Was uh, was Caleb in there with us or did he go back? Caleb was in the truck. It was just Nate Piper. That was that that crazy trip where it was like we had to come to Jesus on the whole deal. Where we were like, I don't know if Caleb's going back on the road ever again with us. Oh yeah, we didn't know if he was. And his yeah. dad was involved in it, and it, he it was, was crying, deal. and it was a bad deal. It was wild. Yeah, well, I mean, we weren't making any money. <laughs> Trying to keep a band together, Caleb was staying home. Was that when old Willis made us all that tri-tip up there too? Yeah, I think and so. Caleb also, you know, looked so happy. Uh huh. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was uh, his birthday. His 18th birthday was up there. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. January. What's his birthday? January twenty first. <laughs> Can you imagine that Caleb celebrated eighteen years in Ridgecrest, California? I mean, boy, hell of a place. Maybe, uh, yeah. Well, I felt like it was somebody else's birthday. Maybe it was Caleb's birthday. It was. That's why he was smiling in that picture. We can't talk about the picture. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that is why yeah. he was smiling. Uh, okay, oh. so. Huh. Yeah, we were going back through Death Valley. Our truck breaks down with the brakes. Uh, and that was, again, remember when we fired it back up, the brakes were fine. When yeah. we got home, nothing was wrong with the brakes. They just overheated. <laughs> it was it was strange. Bobby Woods, he, he he told a truck driver to come get us, and it was it was something like three hours. We waited out there in Death Valley in the, in the midst of, of the night. And it gets cold at night in Death Valley, friends. Uh I don't know. Cold at night in Death Valley. Uh, cue the song. <laughs> it gets so cold at night in Your memory makes me stop and wonder why. It gets so cold at night in California. Without you here to hold my dear, I'll never sleep This episode is running slightly long because there's just a lot of stories about the truck. But we don't have to give them all out at once. I no. mean, what we know is it gets cold at night in California and our truck broke down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And the choo choo did us a lot better than the than the F two fifty did. The choo choo, all that really happened was that uh the fuel pump. The fuel pump failed. Twice. Twice. We had just changed the fuel pump, but that was our mistake from using a cheap 
AutoZone fuel pump. And that was another thing that Bobby Woods was straight up against. He's like, don't go down to AutoZone buying electronic stuff. (laughs) You want to go to Napa for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed the episode. These are the stories of the road. These are the stories of the truck breaking down. We haven't even got into the odd... uh, the odd situations we've been in at venues with people with fans with people that were not fans uh truly musicians musicians on the road road. we'll be having to change some names to protect the guilty yeah on those ones or maybe not or maybe not maybe we'll just call them out some of them were crazy yeah (sighs) we want to thank you guys for listening to the second episode of brothers of the road and we want to thank tough coat toughcoatbentonville.com if you're looking for a spray-in bed liner custom tumbler cups or waterproofing make sure to visit toughcoatbentonville.com give them a call check them out they're in northwest arkansas based out of bentonville arkansas and they do it upright and they do us upright they've helped us out a lot and we are proud to have them as our sponsor and that's a wrap on episode two y'all uh thank y'all for listening and we will be back uh, we'll be back next wednesday with uh, episode three We'll see where we go with that one. Before we get off of here, we want to remind y'all, too, that uh, if you enjoyed the podcast and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash the Reeves Brothers. You can find all sorts of packages from $3 a month all the way to $100 a month, and they all give you exclusive access to Patreon-only episodes of this show. So y'all get on there and uh, and yeah, click and see if there's something y'all would like to uh, give. And if not, just uh, you know, let your friends know about it because that helps us more than y'all know. And uh, and leave reviews on the podcast if you're enjoying it, y'all. We love you and we appreciate you listening. And this is the Brothers, Brothers of, of the, the Road, Road signing off. We're Brothers of the Road. Oh.